Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. In person, Oklahoma fans are 100 times better than they are on Twitter. Now, Travis Davidson, if you didn't know that she was on the station yesterday, could you immediately identify Jen Schroeder's voice and know that that was her from yesterday? In person, Oklahoma fans are 100 times better than they are on Twitter. Only because I – the only reason I wouldn't maybe is because it's not uh, bookended by DJ Khaled, (laughs) um, which is is what I've grown to know that voice. (laughs) Um, What was funny was – um, I was actually at, and, and Jen and I have spoken a little bit, but um, I was at Jocelyn Allo's uh, bat launch, her Rawlings bat launch on Wednesday, and uh, somebody coming in, oh, hey, you know, I like your shirt, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm Travis. She's like, I'm Jen. And I'm, I was like, oh, wait. So, yeah, Jen, Jen and I uh, caught up a little bit, and we talked a lot about OU Twitter. And, and I think, you know, I think that's true of probably everybody, isn't it, Tyler? Like, isn't everybody nicer in person than they are on Twitter? Um, yeah, I mean, like Doug's the night. Doug and Norman's like the nicest person ever. Doug might be our best example. Brought me a preseason magazine last week. Doug, He's been like so kind every time I've seen him. He'll get after it though on the text line D- a bit. Well, and on so I I know Doug mostly from I think was it the the post game shows right? Yeah. When he calls in, like, oh man, like. So that's probably Doug is probably the best example of it because yeah I hear he's he's nothing but a nothing but a sweetheart in person he is um, dude what a, what an epic pitching matchup yesterday wow you know and and I had the the take earlier on the Diamond Envy podcast that I think in the moment we all knew that that was a matchup of two special talents but I kind of think as Jordy gets further into her career and as Kennedy gets further into her career. Might that game we witnessed yesterday age a little bit like a fine wine and we look at it two years from now when Kennedy's going to be a household name after this World Series? Because I think Stanford's going to at least win a couple more games, right? Going into next year, she's going to be one of the big names in the sport. Jordy's already won two Big 12 Pitcher of the Year awards and just two um, seasons in college softball. Like by the time she gets done, what she accomplishes and what Kennedy accomplished, it's going to be ridiculous. Like they may be the two best pitchers of their own era in this sport. I wonder, like, if it's only going to get better. This game that we saw yesterday, say, oh my gosh, we saw Kennedy versus Jordy Ball in the Women's College World Series, and it was an absolute gem. Because oh man, I mean, that was that was a special softball game yesterday between two elite pitchers. Oh, it. Uh... Yeah, it was it was incredible. I mean, just awesome to watch, and everybody blown away by Kennedy, and rightfully so. Um, but yeah, Jordy, eleven strikeouts and a complete game shutout, 
Now, the difference is Stanford bats aren't even on the sure. same planet of what Oklahoma bats Absolutely. are. And that's why Kennedy, I think, was even more impressive because she did it to that lineup. And that lineup is ridiculous. I, I The parallels have been drawn to it, but Odyssey Alexander, uh, you know, you kind of get those vibes as somebody that's just like unhittable. And unfortunately, you know, ring culture is, is dominating sports, right? So unless... You know, unless Stanford is able to get to a, you know, championship series or maybe able to win one while she's there in the next three or four years, um, then then we'll see about kind of the longevity yeah. of where that we look at this. But, I mean, you're going to remember these Oklahoma teams because they've got the ring. Well, that's the thing about Kent. She's only a true freshman. Like, I, I think there's some parallels to Odyssey Alexander. I mean, Stanford's a little bit more known of a softball right. program there's than the J&U was. Sure. It's like you have a freshman on a bigger but program. But that was Odyssey Alexander's last season, correct? And this right. is Kennedy's, like, you know, first. So her her first taste of it. Um, man, she's is impressive, dude. One thing that concerns me, and you heard, heard Patty touch on it, it was very obvious what our strategy was, right? Make her throw a ton of pitches, and I even tweeted about it after the after just after the second at bat, right? So you get Jada that works an eleven pitch single, and then you get Tiare, who works another ten pitch. She gets out, but she's at twenty one pitches through two batters, and she's only recorded one out. Like Patty said that in post game, like look, she's the hard, she's one of the hardest throwing, you know, ball moving, you know, freshmen we've ever seen. And so our goal was to make her throw a ton of pitches. Now, keep in mind, the reason that she didn't qualify for All-American was because she didn't throw 100 innings or 30% of her team's innings. So people say, oh, I wonder why. Did she just come on late? No, they shut her down for an entire month in the middle of the season to to make sure that they could save her arm. The only thing that concerns me is she's got to get that breaking ball really dialed in uh, and really developed, which she's a true freshman. So she's, she's probably she's probably going to do that. And then what does it look like that's, after throwing seventy five miles per hour? Right. Like, could her velo get even better? Well, and my, but forward? my concern is, is she just gonna like is is she gonna remain healthy her entire career throwing just com- just the hardest in the country? You know what I mean? Like you see that a little bit with like kids like. You know, they talk about kids growing up in baseball, like we don't want you throwing certain pitches that young because you're going to throw out your arm eventually by the time, you know. Like, it's almost like that. Like, is that is that style of pitching sustainable for the next four or five years if she's throwing over 100 innings a year? So, we'll I'm, see. I'm not, I'm not going to doubt her. I'm in oh. no position to doubt her. And she was so good yesterday that she got – what is now the ultimate compliment from OU softball fans? I see it all the time on Twitter. Um, if OU, th- th- this is this is how it is now, Travis. If OU softball faces another individual player that played extremely well that day, or you already came into the game respecting her, the take now on social media is, oh, wow. Well, Patty needs to go get her in yep. the transfer portal this offseason. It's like it's like for an OU softball fan, right? Like, like that's the nicest thing that we can say about you is, well, Patty needs to go get you in the transfer portal because I'd want you on the team coming up next. She's got year, a younger brother, which makes me. I saw that so many times. I think uh, Gunny just uh, just uh, texted it in on the uh, text line. It makes me laugh every <laughs> single time that that's like. The, the ultimate uh, standing ovation from OU softball fans is like, oh, we would definitely take you in the portal. We would definitely take you. Well, and I'm glad you bring up the standing ovation because I tweeted that out last night. I said, I wish they wouldn't have made the switch in between innings because if they would have pulled her out 
just just in the middle of play with the regular like pitching mound, you know, the mound visit and everything like that. Like the whole stadium would have stood up and give her the biggest ovation that we've seen in that for for a pitcher that's getting pulled out in a long time. So like I wish she would have been able to have that moment since Odyssey Alexander. Yeah, yeah, she would have gotten that. I mean, I mean that was she deserved it. She deserved every bit. She was really, really pitching well. I mean, they just couldn't catch up to her stuff the whole time. And you could see in their practice swings, they're trying to snap their wrists. Like, hey, look, we got to speed up these hands because we have to get to the ball. But they were fouling off everything. I think we had 21 two-out foul balls or two-strike two foul balls. And I'll tell you what, if you're a pitcher now and you're pitching against Oklahoma's lineup, you want to stay out of that 0-2 count. Jeez, You no want to stay out man. of that 0-2 count. If you get 0-1... Go ahead and throw an intentional ball out to the side to get to one one, and then you can operate. Because if, the worst if you see o two, ooh, that's a death. Well, sentence. especially in a clutch moment of a game, right? You know, maybe early on in the game it doesn't hurt, but if it's late in the game and it's close, you don't want to be in an o two count. Well, and We've I'm seen gl- that the past two games, and I'm glad we started talking about Odyssey because the last time, keep in mind, that clutch hit that Jada had, she had just struck out twice back to back times going into that clutch hit, and then obviously she hits it, you know, in in the left, and the rest is history. But you know the last time that Jada Coleman had back-to-back strikeouts? Uh, Middle school. Odyssey Alexander. Hmm. Yeah, pretty. so pretty much middle school. Basically, yeah. So, yeah, so that was the last time that Jada had back-to-back strikeouts. So it's kind of wild that we're making all these parallels, and and now – Boom! Here it comes again. But the only difference is she's walking to the plate, and I wish I wish I had this type of confidence in anything in my life. She just struck out twice. We haven't been able to get anything going all day. Down 0-2. and and down and and she just no, just walking to the plate. Oh, oh well, she probably still had the same confidence even at Walk, 0-2. Walking yeah. to the plate, she looks like she's cutting a WWE promo. Looks like Jack Parkman and she's walking just, to the plate. Let's go! Play. She's yeah. getting everybody hyped up. Oh my gosh! Like that's that's incredible. That shows you, you know just the type of competitor and the confidence that she has, and then she backs it up, and uh, the rest is history. We'll look forward with softball for the rest of the show. OU Tennessee coming up 2 o'clock tomorrow on ABC. One one real quick um, take from Stanford, or about Stanford before we move on. Um, I'm going to dip my toe a little bit in a hot take. Tell me how you you feel about it. Text line can as well. Just dipping my toe, a little bit of a hot take here, okay? With the way that Kennedy pitched yesterday – Stanford beats everyone else in the field, obviously besides Oklahoma. But if they play Ooh. anyone else in the field, they they win that first-round game. Tennessee, Florida State, Oklahoma State, uh, Washington, Utah, everyone else. What, what, what do you think? Just dipping my toe in it just to, just to see how it feels. Like it, love it, hate it. I think – I, I think your entire argument is just Kennedy's got to beat every single like every other team in the field. That that's the argument because and I don't think I can quite get there because the bats just aren't there. I mean they have multiple hitters that haven't hit a single home run. Yeah, we, we it's hard to find. They one did of get ours runners in scoring position yesterday, but once that happened, Jordy Ball just struck them all out. Well, and I was talking to my buddy Shane that I was sitting with, and it was like it was all on soft contact. Like they just don't have power. Like they 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 were hitting and, and a lot of their hits came from just blooping it over the infield or or hitting such a slow ground ball that that our infielders are waiting for the ball to get there so they can make a play and and somebody beats out the throw so uh, yeah it's I can't get all the way there I think if she was on a team that had uh, some better bats I could get there with you but I just 
she's gonna have they're gonna have to win every game one nothing. One nothing. <laughs> like they, one, and they might. They might, they might. But just one nothing. Uh, Stanford still has to score, says a texture of the four oh five. Yeah, that's the that's the one real flaw with that with <laughs> yeah. that. But if they just score one run, then they might, they might, might win the might be in business. Game. They might win the softball game. Gunny of Sutzman's Army, the Herbal Ambassador, says, Good morning, Machine Gun and Grill Boy. Breaking news, Kennedy to transfer to Norman would be so cool. Hey, she's got a younger brother that's a three-star defensive lineman that's visited Oklahoma. So, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, even if you don't want to take up one of those 2024 uh, defensive line spots, maybe you can give him, Tyler, a uh, one of those – heavily NIL-subsidized walk-on packages uh, that we can put together. Hey, you get a Kennedy on uh, on campus, and you now you're cooking. Uh, 918, Stanford isn't going to beat Alabama. Hmm, okay. Uh, 405, Homer hot take. So I was just saying I was dipping my toe in the hot take. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just, and it's not too Homer. I mean, I guess you do want to say, hey, I'm a Stanford Homer. I'm a big-time Stanford Homer. Oh, Stanford Homer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's my squad, man. Second, okay. Second squad. Well, good to know. You've, uh, I, uh, the, the, I've only ever rooted for Pat Fields out of, <laughs> out of Stanford. So. Oh, okay. So, Dejon Terry, big football news today. Yeah. Um, nice skit, and I think a piece that is going to immediately be in the fold is that a, as a starter, is that as a rotational piece. That's obviously going to be sorted out in training camp, but I feel strongly that we're going to see Terry on the field uh, probably quite a bit this year. Yeah, uh, I actually this morning spoke to uh, one of the coaches and uh, um, one of the staffers, if you will, and he kind of talked about that. He said, look, we need these guys, you know, along with, with Philip Paya, the, uh, the Utah State, you know, recruit transfer that we have in. Like, you need those type of guys to just plug holes on third and one and fourth and one. If there's one thing, Tyler, that made us pull our hair out last year, I mean, that's Teddy had hair to start the year. Teddy's clean bald now because we gave up so many third and ones and fourth and ones. And that's what you need. He said, look, we need these players to wrap, to, to just plug holes. So, you know, Stutzman and Canick and, and he even said Lewis Carter. He said, so these guys can go tackle guys in the backfield or tackle the runner, meet him at the line, stuff like that. So, you know, when you look at stats and say, oh, well, he only had 16 tackles last year. Well, you know, that's that's kind of like a corner. Like sometimes if you don't have a lot of pass breakups, it's because they won't throw your way. Like you're part of the general, I make the team a lot better by sure. not filling up the statue. We're also not selling him as an all-Big 12 player next year. No. not not. I, I'm not even trying to sell you as he's going to be the best defensive lineman or interior defensive lineman that OU has next year. No. I might look at Isaiah Coe as, as a guy that has a lot better chance to do that. But I, I saw a question on Twitter earlier like, what do we think, OU fans? Is is Terry? A, is this a good get? Is this a bad? It's not a bad thing. I mean, you, you're Always not a a, you're not a worse football team. Like it, it is a position of need. You'd like some competition. You'd like some extra bodies there um, coming up in training camp. It's it's not a bad thing that Terry is now. Now, how, how much of a good thing is it really? Again, like. There's not just an unbelievable amount of production to speak from. We'll get a better idea of him in training camp, but we're going to see him in some football games early on. Yeah, if you have, if you're walking down the street, Tyler, and there's a hundred dollar bill on the ground, you're going to pick it up, no matter if you're wealthy or you're poor. It doesn't matter. That's what talented, experienced defensive linemen are, right? I mean, if you've got one that wants to come to your school and he's going to be your heaviest defensive lineman. He's got great size. He's got, again, SEC experience. Les Miles, uh, you know, brought him into Kansas, and then he transferred out uh, to the SEC. That that Les Miles uh, freshman uh, squad right there had three, 
people transfer to SEC schools. So he was scouting them, but they were at Kansas. So, you know, you can't just spend your whole career beating Texas and think you've done something. God, when's so, the last time we heard from Les Miles, by the way? Right. I mean, I, I could tell you the last time we heard from him is when he got fired, but uh, – Exactly. Uh, what's what's he? What's what's going on? I don't no know. idea. He's chewing on grass somewhere. But but that's the thing. It's it's if you if you pick up that hundred dollar bill, it doesn't mean you're poor. If you pick up that hundred dollar bill, doesn't mean you're rich. It doesn't matter. If you have talented defensive linemen out there, go get them. AJ and Edmund, how much el- eligibility does Terry have? He's got two years of eligibility. Two years of eligibility. Philip Pia will have two years of eligibility as well. Uh, Terry is six foot four, three hundred and twenty pounds. Started nine games at Tennessee uh, in 2022. So there you go. Hey, coming up next, we know that OU's first year in the SEC, it's going to be an eight-game schedule. Now, this is interesting. This was an interesting article from 24-7 Sports because we're going to find out the opponents OU has in their first year in the SEC in 2024. Not the dates, but we're going to find out the opponents on June 14th. 24-7 has their best guess as to who's going to be on that 2024 schedule for every SEC team. Some interesting names on there. We'll tell you who those are coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. Be sure to check out the lineups for Buick and GMC and get top dollar for your trade. So take a little drive to big savings. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or dorsey-jonesbuickgmc.com. Now that open enrollment for health care coverage has ended, there's still several options to consider that just might benefit you. Need to purchase your own health insurance? Confused about Medicare? Considering offering benefits to your employees? Call the agents at Allison Insurance, featuring 70-plus years of combined insurance business experience. They're able to help clients avoid mistakes when purchasing individual or group health insurance. Call Allison Insurance at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. They are the experts. Spring is here at Markham's Nursery. Now's the time to plant your trees, shrubs, and flowers, and we've got a huge selection of them here at Markham's. We also have customized 100% organic soils to plant them in, scientifically formulated to grow crops organically. Seeds, pottery, fertilizers, yard ornaments, and more. It's all right here at Markham's Nursery. Gather up the family and come spend the day with us. We'll see you soon. Markham's Nursery, just add the sun. Does your checking account come with respect, gratitude, wisdom? At Armstrong Bank, that's what you can expect. For more than a century, we've been serving up exceptional customer service and financial guidance to our customers across Oklahoma and Arkansas. Open a checking account today so we can serve you too. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Visit armstrong.bank today. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight, save lives. 
When students struggle because they are hungry or fall behind because they lack school supplies, a caring adult can make all the difference, especially someone from the community, someone who knows the students and the obstacles they might be facing. At Communities in Schools, our site coordinators surround students with a community of support to ensure that they have everything they need to engage in learning. We go all in for kids, all day, every day. To learn more, visit communitiesinschools.org. Don't miss your chance to experience world-class professional golf at Jimmy Austin Golf Club. The Corn Ferry Tour, Path to the PGA Tour, comes to Oklahoma June 19th through 25th. Tickets, volunteers, and all event information is available online at ComplianceSolutionsChampionship.com. It's world-class golf with the Corn Ferry Tour at Jimmy Austin Golf Club, June 19th through the 25th. How was your drive to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. I think we ended that football season with a 65 to 7 win in the I National remember that night. game. And, <laughs> and if the indictment somehow is going to be that we don't play the highest level of college football, then somebody's not actually watching football games. And we're at eight, but we have a requirement that you play an additional game against a, a non conference opponent from one of our colleague conferences. Uh, our major independent can work really well. So I think pundits, coaches, analytics people can make a bunch of different arguments, but I actually think either one of those models will keep us very secure in, uh, in the college football playoff consideration. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey saying, wait, people think that this is a bad thing for the SEC? We're not going to play the highest level of football uh, maybe you watch where uh, Georgia beat TCU 65-7. to I don't know. Anyway, 24-7 sports. I thought this was fascinating. Now, this is just their best guess, okay? I don't know if they're hearing anything necessarily, but here's what they project OU schedule to look like first year in the SEC, 2024, all right? At Arkansas, at LSU, Texas and Dallas. But I said the first two games and Travis was like, Jeez, okay. At Arkansas, at LSU, dang. Texas and Dallas, at Missouri, God. Mississippi State at home, Alabama at home, Tennessee at home, and at Texas A&M. Jeez, that's a true murderous road schedule right there. At Arkansas, at LSU, Alabama at home, Tennessee at home, A&M, you really don't count in that group, but uh, you would go to College Station as well. Man. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean – There's no Georgia in there, but that's that's really all about your uh, the only thing you're missing. I mean, that the schedule looks like a blast. Oh, oh, dude, I mean, <laughs> that's your best home schedule in dude, I don't even know how long. Any, any of those. Mississippi State would probably be – that would be the best home game we have this year. Um, yes. And, but then, obviously, the other two that we'd have. Obviously, in this scenario, the Texas, we would be the home – you know, the designated home team, but we play them in Dallas. So, we'd only get three – home SEC games, 
um, with Bama and Tennessee being the others, because that's how it's going to work, right? Eight game schedule. If we're the home game with with um, with Texas, we'll only have three home games in the SEC. Well, I mean, can they not flip it to where I'm, I'm trying to figure this out on the fly? We did yesterday on the show. For sure, like if you're, it would just go every other year. You'd have four, then three, because it okay, because yeah. somebody has to be. And Texas would deal with. I the thought same we thing. figured out a way a couple of days ago to where you could still have four home SEC games every single year, even when okay, well maybe maybe that's just not right. Um, whatever, man. Uh, okay, uh, three regardless. SEC home games, regardless. If it's this Mississippi State, Alabama, over, and Tennessee, or, yeah. then quality let's, over quantity. Let's go. I'll, I'll I'll ride with that all day long. You could have you could have eight Big Twelve games that wouldn't be as good as just having Jeez. Bama and Tennessee come. That is that is serving up a really tough schedule. Uh, they say might this be the SEC second most difficult schedule next season? If it shakes out as projected, it's possible. At least the Sooners won't have to deal with Georgia yet. Remember Baker Mayfield's trip to Neyland Stadium several years ago? It would be fun to see Oklahoma make that trip again, or perhaps the inverse with the Volunteers playing in Norman. We're projecting Texas A&M to be back on Oklahoma's schedule too. Now, if that would be the – and that was the order of the games that they were giving, right? Like that's no, the schedule? No, I um, – I, I, because I, I think so, they were just giving out just just I, I maybe it was just a random order. It didn't have any dates attached to okay. it, or say week one or anything like that. I was about to say because if that were the order, we would have our first SEC home game in week eight or week nine, depending on when the bye would be. Ooh, could you imagine <laughs> just waiting? Like, oh, it'd be cruel, unusual uh, punishment, man. It's like did did Bowlesby make this? What's going on here? Nine one eight. Who came up with the schedule? That's twenty four seven sports. I honestly, you know, I honestly think. There's simply just no way. Like, who at 247 is playing? They just decided it was eight games, what, yesterday? Like, how do they already, like, okay. No, I think they're doing it for an entertainment they aspect. They have to do and it. And honestly, for, I'm such a big dork when it comes to this and several other things. Hook, we're talking like, about I'm, it. I'm in, we're talking man. about Dude, it. Dude, I'm, I'm so in on this. Like, it's waiting until June 14th. Like, we, we've talked about this before, man. Like, the schedule release aspect, maybe nobody else cares. I don't know. I think a lot of people care. Rank and that's never really happened in OU football history before, right. right? On live television, like, hey, here's your entire conference schedule. Well, I mean, it's it's this it's just like uh, when you know the baseball team got together to watch the selection show. I mean, you and you get it with multiple selection shows, obviously, but I mean, that's going to be happening in every living room across the southeast and now in parts of the you know Midwest and whatnot. It's like you're just going to be sitting there going, all right, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? I mean, that's a that's a that's a fun day made for television. At Arkansas would be a blast. Rank I want you to rank those away games. So we got at Arkansas, at LSU. At LSU is one. I know at Missouri is four for you. So They didn't even rank that high even though there's only four road games. <laughs> <laughs> at LSU is one. At Arkansas is two. I guess the Colt at A&M is three. I'm not going to midnight yell practice with those lames. Um, your non-conference road trip at Temple or something like that is four, <laughs> and then at Missouri is five. <laughs> yeah, if we if we come back if we go back to the nine one eight Tulsa Tulsa is definitely ranking above Missouri. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Braylon Presley keeps texting me, trash talking me uh, when the well, like when the games came out. He's like, "We're ready, we're ready for you." I was like, "Are you sure?" I right. think you didn't. You guys just get a punter like uh, uh, two days ago. I'm there, like, I'm like, better right. hope you don't hope you don't need. I'm like, the punter. all right, buddy. I like your confidence, but uh, you know we're we're stacking defensive linemen now. Watch out. Four oh five. That schedule would be freaking awesome. Bring it on. Eight one seven. Four home, four away. Only works with nine games. Yeah, Kenny from the four oh five. You said that's on three. No, that's twenty four seven. Johnny from UConn says, "Bring it on." 
Ohio Sooner says, I am the second biggest Mizzou hater after Tyler and let out an audible sigh in my office when I heard at Mizzou. You know what? I'd rather be at Mizzou than Mizzou at home. I'll, I'll, I'll at least I'll, I'll say that. If I got to play Missouri, just let it be in Columbia and let it not mess with the other potentially awesome home games that you could have. Right. And Ohio Sooner, I will have to ask, since you say you are the second biggest Missouri hater behind Tyler, were you rooting for Missouri softball in the regional? Because Tyler was rooting for Missouri yeah. for softball one game. For one game. in the regional. Because so. I, I got to go to the game on that Sunday, and now I got to watch OU destroy Cal, and that was fun. But would it have been just a little bit better seeing him destroy Missouri? So, yeah, it Ohio Sooner, you may be sliding up to the old number one spot, uh, depending on your answer. So it's neck and neck. Uh, 918 with the release of the 2024 SEC schedule so early. Will that help in recruiting? Uh I mean, I, not, not, not really. Not in the immediate. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that we're moving, just the fact that we're going there, um, you know, is is going to help with recruiting. Four oh five. What does a Texas schedule look like? Well, since you asked, here's what they have. Oh. At Texas A and M for Texas, Missouri at home, Arkansas at home, Ole Miss at home, at Auburn, Florida at home. OU in Dallas and at LSU. Jeez. So they avoid Texas Alabama and Georgia? Is, um, yeah. Man. I mean, they got to go to LSU, but God, I mean, Cakewalk. I don't expect this to be any sort of right. I really think it's just for entertainment purposes. Maybe they've heard some things here and there like, well, A&M for sure is going to play Texas in that first year. So it's somewhat maybe of an educated guess, but if that's any sort of right, OU just gets hit over the head with the tough schedule <laughs> yeah. the first year, and Texas, you know, gets to slide in a little bit easier yeah. than OU would. At LSU, and then host how about LSU Bama. getting um, both OU and Texas in the first year? How'd they how'd they swing that one? I don't know. As long as that game's played at night, I'm willing to go to at LSU at night. That'd be a lot of fun. 405, love the schedule except for Missouri and A&M. Replace that with Florida and Georgia. Let's really test ourselves. I'm not sure if Florida's going to yeah. be much of a test. Like, <laughs> not, they're not Not good. compared to Georgia, yeah. I literally, like, there's a reason. It's funny because, uh, you know, Josh Pate with 247, he he always does the, the, the bold takes, right? Um, like, and he talked about, you know, somebody said, who who gets it together in year two, which was more likely, Brett Edibles or Billy Napier? And he's like, well, look at the win totals. One's a 9.5 and one's a 5.5 or a 5. Like, yeah. nobody expects Florida to be any good this year. They're starting Graham Mertz. And that's really all you needed to say is they're starting, <laughs> starting Graham, Graham Mertz. Mertz. Yeah. Yeah. K-Dub in the 918 waited until February for this year's schedule. Didn't care and found out why when it got released. Got a mock of what an eight-game SEC schedule and was more excited for that. <laughs> same, K-Dub, same. You could just name Same. Like, you know how a lot of dudes get made fun of because they'll get together with their buddies and just start naming random former college football players or something like that, and, like, that's entertaining for us? Like, I feel like we could just do that and be like, so just just pick eight SEC teams out of a hat and let's talk about as if those are our schedule. And, we and it, like, that's Oh, more, I could get – I could squeeze three hours out of that. Oh, I assure you. Yeah, that. and far better than actual Big 12 scheduling. Uh, 405, I lived 60 miles from Columbia and refused to make that trip. Love you, whoever you are. Uh, 405 Columbia is a great party town and a manageable road trip. Also, we owe them a big L, so I'm happy to go back soon. You know, Tyler, I think one thing that we always have to make sure that we do is this happens with Stillwater a lot. We cannot confuse great party town with town so dull that you have to be hammered to 
to tolerate it because like that's a bit of a problem like like New Orleans great party town Nashville great party town like Omaha is actually a pretty good party yeah. town like can confirm Stillwater not a great party town like Columbia Missouri is it is it closer to the hey it's a great party town because we you have to drink in order to tolerate yeah, what's in being the, what's there? in the surrounding area of Columbia yeah like with St. Louis a couple of hours away and Kansas City a couple of hours away maybe kind of in between the two yeah I don't think like oh man can't wait for the nightlife scene in Columbia Missouri like I've never I've never thought of weekending in Columbia I uh I went to the OU Mizzou game in Columbia in 2002 my only trip there Brad Smith was incredible that night um almost single-handedly beat OU the one thing that I remember from that Missouri trip outside of Brad Smith and the fake field goal to Chris Chester is driving to the game. Tell me if you think that this is weird or not. I don't think I've ever seen another fan base do this. So when they're driving to the stadium, they have like tiger tails out of like, – they shut the trunk on these tiger tails, and so they have like a Missouri-colored tiger tail behind their car as they drive to the game. I've never seen anyone else do that, and it came across to me as very weird. Maybe I just hate him so much that I think it's weird, but that's really I can why see I'm doing you. it if you're the opponent, like you know, like you know, something like that. And we where, got a tiger stuffed in the yeah, trunk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you, you see people do, like you see that a lot. Like in Tulsa, like like at Union and Jenks and whatnot. Even Wasso Bixby, like if they're playing Broken Arrow, they'll they'll take a stuffed tiger and do something with it for a pep rally or something like. You don't. I don't think you. I think that's kind of weird. It was I mean, a very common thing. It wasn't, you know, just a couple of random cars that I noticed had. Like maybe it's still a thing. I'm guessing that it is, but it was definitely a thing in October of 2002. You know who's probably a fan of that is Orlando Brown, because he's <laughs> yeah. always got a foxtail yeah, hanging off he him. Does. So foxtail, uh, tiger, you know, tiger tail. Hey, maybe, maybe that's where he got inspired. Um, Sarks Vodka just joined. Schedule already came out for 2024. Yes, OU's going to LSU, Arkansas, <laughs> A&M, and Missouri. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, we get our first home SEC game week nine after a bye. Okay, so we'll find out uh, June 14th again who the opponents are, not where they fall on the schedule. It's very NFL. It's very, very NFL-wise. So the schedule that I just read off, okay, Bamman, Tennessee, and Mississippi State at home, obviously OU, Texas, and Dallas. And then at Arkansas, at LSU, at A&M, at Missouri. Deal or no deal style. I don't know if you used to watch that show or not. Oh, yeah. I'm you, familiar you pre- with the premise. You, pre- you pressing the deal button on that one, or you go a no deal to see if the uh, SEC can, can come up with a better eight-game slate. Let me look at this. Um, I think I'm going to say – I think I'm going to say no deal. Ooh, simply because – Simply because I know that the next – like. If I fold this hand and I get a new one, or, or in this case, the next briefcase or offer is going to be, it's still going to have eight games of SEC opponents on it. But what could happen is I could maybe not have Missouri on it. Mm, God bless you. I could maybe have four home games instead of three, given, you know, maybe Texas is, you know, maybe that switches around. Um, other, I, I just think. I think you can get a little bit better. I mean, but again, Alabama and Tennessee at home—that's that's a pretty, sweet. No, that's, that's a sweet. really good one. Too. That's sweet. And but at LSU. But like, I don't know the the at Missouri and at A and M. Like, I want to get that fourth home. I want to get another chance at a fourth home game because honestly, like, if 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 I say no deal, there, I don't think anything worse is coming back. No, I mean no. Uh, you're going to get a marquee opponent at home. I feel at pretty some good point, about that. yeah. So it's like. 
I, I would rather risk it. It's not like we're going to go from three at home games to two. You know, like if I if I if I you know t- no in this conference, who knows? <laughs> yeah. If Nick Saban wants it, he they, it might happen. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think. But I am bummed that it's. Uh, I know we haven't talked about this, but I am bummed that it's eight games instead of nine because man. I got re- I got really spoiled in the Big Twelve from the four home, four away, and one in Dallas. Like that, I, I like having four home games yeah. in conference. All right, we'll get to your text coming up next on the Knippel Meyer Chevrolet text line four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. It is the rush right here on the Ref. More OU coming up next. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. We interrupt this call to bring you a special message. The Big New Yorker is back. Life doesn't stop when cancer starts. After diagnosis, treatment is vital. But for some, just getting there to appointments, chemo, or radiation is a major challenge. You can change that. Volunteer to give rides with the American Cancer Society Road to Recovery Program. Driving for a few hours of your day can make a life-saving difference for someone with cancer. Visit cancer.org drive to learn more. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Dan in Madison, Mississippi says that Auburn and LSU, they also do the tiger tail like Missouri. So is that like a requirement, an unspoken requirement? We all have to figure out should we things ha- that should we, we hang a put- wagon wheel out the back or, or like what? a ponytail or something out of the trunk. I, I don't know, Maybe. man. I, I think I refuse to do that. Hmm. It's a little too dorky for me. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on that. I'm good on that. I, I'll just. Uh, I'll I'm just, glad to know half the league. Like, I'm sure Florida hangs like gator tails well, out of their the, back. Half the league are tigers. It's true. So, like, I mean, like, of course they are. There's, there's so many tigers in the league. Of course, they all have the same tradition. It, it does make sense that Auburn has the war eagle now. It's like, okay, God, we got to do something that's different. Let's ha- let's have an eagle that flies around the stadium. We'll refer to ourselves half the time as war eagle. Yeah, that'll make a lot of sense since we're the Tigers. <laughs> Hmm. What a conference. What a conference. What a conference. <laughs> Can't wait. Coy says nobody wants to go play in front of a bunch of rocks on a big grass hill that makes a big M. Yeah, I said that earlier. I got a little frustrated. Said that during Locked In today. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Sports from Noble, will you repeat 24 conference projected schedule, please? Okay, look, I, this isn't even projected. This is purely a guess this by 24 speculation. Sports. Heavy speculation. Please don't go on the message boards or the internet or wherever and say, hey, these guys are uh, – we're reporting this. If no. we see this on message board geniuses, <laughs> this we'll is, find you. This is just a fun guess from 24-7 sports. But they think, like, Texas will play A&M the first year. For some reason, they think Texas is going to play LSU the first year. So they have some pieces that they feel good about, but the rest are just guesses. OU would be, uh, not would be, under their guess, at Arkansas, at LSU, at A&M, at Missouri, Texas and Dallas, home against Mississippi State, Alabama and Tennessee. God, that Alabama game would be nuts. God, that'd be Insane. so awesome. That'd be so awesome. You know, it's and 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 really in twenty four, Tyler, obviously this year has a lot to do with it. Like if we go go out and win 10, 11 games this year, which again, I'm I, I'm saying that lightly, 
it's still going to be very tough. It's not a foregone conclusion that we're going to do that. But again, we're in speculation land right now. So if we can win 10, 11 games and we go in with, you know, really a lot of good experience, people going into year three of both Levy's system and Venable's system, you've got, you know, probably, um, you know, Bowman and Stutzman coming back, Downs coming back for, you know, the first year. In the, like you could, it you, should be the best team in the Venable's era year three. And, and and arguably the best team, maybe a better team than Lincoln ever had. Because, yeah, maybe. Because you had defenses that just were defense not. Defense should be at least. The, de- the defense <laughs> will be better in, in year three under Venables than it ever was under Riley. Now, the offense, obviously, you can talk about it. But you're, you, you've got, again, Jackson Arnold. You've got that number four rated class really, you know, with a year under their belt, ready to, you know, kind of start contributing. So, um I mean, give give us Murderer's Row in 2024. Let the chips fall where they may. Speaking of the SEC, they've already scheduled out a lot of the uh, sites for their conference championship games in multiple sports. OU is included in women's tennis, cross country, men's tennis, and outdoor track and field, as well as softball. So OU softball will host the SEC softball championship, the SEC tournament, essentially, in the 2031-2032 academic year so 2032 uh OU's going to host the uh the sec softball tournament I've, in norman i've already added it to my my, Gmail, field, my google calendar Loves field will be new no more by the time they host their first well, SEC we might have tournament. another one by then <laughs> honestly yeah <laughs> even this one's too small we gotta build on come on have you have you seen those i mean obviously the takes from you know opponents uh opposing fans about the home field advantage at hall of fame stadium they're like well we need to move it out of Oklahoma City. I, OU has the advantage. OSU got God. run-ruled yesterday by a team a 1,000 miles away, so I don't really need to hear about that. But, um, you know, now their argument is, well, there's so many people, we need a bigger stadium. So we need to move it so we can get it somewhere bigger. I'm like – Just add on to what you already have. have. There's plenty of room to add but, on in the outfield. The, I mean, But geez. that's their argument is we need to move it now so we can get it a bigger home. And I'm like, why do you have to move it? Just expand it's easier to expand. <laughs> They've already it. expanded it. Yeah, just a keep few years expanding ago. it. In the outfield, you can expand it. Idiots. God, these people. They'll I try swear. any way they can yes. to try and push the narrative of, oh, oh well, gosh. we need this, that, and the other. Okay. Uh, I mean, again, move it some. Don't move it somewhere else. I'm just saying, if you did, guess who's going to have the most fans there? Yeah, OU is. Yeah. Just like they did when they played in Miami of Ohio or on the West Coast. Like, there's there's plenty of places OU played this year on the road where they had the more Mary fans. Nutter, they had more yes. fans. It's just such a tired and stupid. Softball capital of the world. But, buddy, we want to move it away from OKC the first chance that we get. And also, we want to move it away from two top programs in OU and OSU that can fill our stands, you know, get over multiple sessions and everything like that. We want to move it away. You know, Oklahoma City really does make, just in terms of a location. It's in the middle of the country. It's centrally located, and the Pac-12 has, what, three, yeah, three teams in this year. So I, I understand that Oklahoma City's not right down the street from Los Angeles or anything, but the SEC and the Southeast have a real presence in the sport now. Oklahoma City is a, just a, it's a real great meeting place right there in the middle for everyone. And then a lot of times you have two in-state teams. Having it in Oklahoma City with where OU's at right now is best for attendance. You, you don't, what you don't want to do, these people, build a 15,000-seat stadium and who, wherever you want and for it not to fill up. If you want the maximum amount of uh, fans there, Oklahoma City is what makes the most sense. Yeah, and, and 
here's the thing. They look at UCLA's regional, Tyler. They couldn't even sell out UCLA's regional. And you know what their argument was? Well, there's so much to do in LA. <laughs> well, then God. don't build a stadium there. Like then uh, then you're going to do other stuff. Like then don't build it there. Like don't worry about it. It's just so it. frustrating, man. And now with UCLA going to the Big 10, now you've got, you know, if Oregon and Washington go to the Big 10 maybe, who knows, but like the Pac-12 is dying on the vine. And everything's moving to the southeast. So if you moved it, it would have to be like you move it to like Atlanta or something. It's like co- that. it's collegiate sports where you play a whole lot of big games in several countries. Georgia has the Peach Bowl in their own backyard. They got to play right. Ohio State there this year. Miami, Florida State, and um, Florida all have the Orange Bowl. LSU has the Sugar. It's it, God, it's just. Dumb. And, but the argument with those is, yeah, you can rotate it because there are other stadiums that can hold this. Oklahoma City's got the only one. Exactly. Like, stop yes. talking about moving it until you're willing to invest $100 million, $150 million into building out completely new facilities for something else. Yeah, that's 100%, man. Um, you want to move it away right now, you'd be doing a giant disservice yeah. to the fans, the players, everyone, just so you think, oh, you would have a little bit less of a home field advantage. And it's then, so stupid. And then, oh, you would go win there. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. then what do you do? And then what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, well, maybe we should just get well, the OKC well, all along. Japan's got beautiful stadiums. Oh, we can gosh. move it out there. It prob- someone will say that at some point. All right, we'll close up hour number one of the rush. Coming up next, more Sooners coming up on the other side. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. Be sure to check out the lineups for Buick and GMC and get top dollar for your trade. So take a little drive to big savings. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or dorsey-jonesbuickgmc.com. Is your insurance premium rate rising? You need to make the call to your local neighbors at Rightway Insurance. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year. Our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've You've got got our our word on that. Cavens Group bringing you this hour of The Rush, CavensGroup.com. Emergency repairs, mold testing, mold removal, emergency water extraction. Yeah, Cavens literally does it all. CavensGroup.com or give them a call, 405-573-3048. 13 years in business. They do roofing in Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas, and Arkansas. Environmental work in Oklahoma, Kansas, and Arkansas as well. Uh, love this text on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. The Women's College World Series isn't going anywhere. It's under contract with OKC through 2035. It's a stupid conversation. Just like the men's is never leaving Omaha, women's isn't leaving OKC. And here's why I get so frustrated and annoyed by that whole conversation is because the conversation is more about how it needs to leave because it's unfair rather than giving it up to OKC for how much they've invested in a sport that's booming right now. That's that's where it gets me, man. Right. Because OKC deserves a ton of props. And we appreciate Mayor David Holt for texting that in uh, from the 405. <laughs> that's awful sweet of him. Um, and he did. He had uh, tweeted out, uh, OKC just nearly 
doubled the stadium size in 2021 at a public cost of $40 million. As far as I'm aware, it's by far the biggest softball stadium in America and certainly the nicest. That investment led to a long-term commitment from the NCAA through 2035. That's kind of the end of that. Do you think OKC has developed the feel that Omaha has with the, with the College World Series? I don't think quite because it's it's not in the middle. Like if if they played it, and I know I mean this would this would be the funniest is if they moved it downtown to like the Bricktown Ballpark. I know it's a baseball stadium. I get it. But if they were like, all right, we're moving the women's college World Series, and everybody's <laughs> like, yeah, they're finally doing it. We're like, all right, drum roll, please. The new location, downtown Oklahoma City. Everybody, we've got because I think. Like in Omaha, you're surrounded by bars and hotels, and there's a there's a yeah. real like just nightlife vibe after the games and yeah. everything like that. I mean, that. there there's things around the but you know it's. But it's, I do think to your I I do think there is a bit of like there are a lot of people. It's like baseball fans. It's like hey, it's my bucket list to get out to Omaha, sure. right? Well, I mean, I think especially with the growth of the sport and with how accessible a lot of the big time softball stars are, like the Jossies of the world, Lauren Chamberlain's, and all them, like. Like, this is a bucket list item for a lot of softball families is going to OKC. Yeah, the only thing it's mentioning is what you said. I mean, there's, you know, the, the casino, the zoo that's there, but there's not Rocco's serving up jello shots across the street. But if there was, oh, buddy, it'd not be yet. crazier than what it is now. <laughs> Hour two of the rush coming up next. We'll preview this OU Tennessee game coming up tomorrow. Mm-hmm.